0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the December 6th meeting of the San Francisco County Transportation Authority Board. I am Rafael Mandelman. I chaired this board. Our vice chair is uh, Supervisor Aaron Peskin, Commissioner Aaron Peskin, um, and our clerk is Elijah Sanders. Uh, Mr. Clerk, will you please call the roll after I thank uh, Kalina Mendoza from SFGovTV. Thank you, uh, Ms. Mendoza. And now, Mr. Clerk.
1: Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Chen? Chair absent, Commissioner Dorsey? Dorsey present. Chair Mandelman? Present. Mendelman present. Commissioner Maher? Present. Marr present. Commissioner Melgar? Present. Melgar present. Commissioner Peskin? Peskin absent. Commissioner Preston? Preston present. Commissioner Ronan. Ronan absent. Commissioner Safai. Safai absent. Commissioner Stephanie. Stephanie absent, Commissioner Walton. Walton well, present. Chair, we have quorum. All right. Uh, thank you,
0: colleagues. Uh, those of you who are here, I do. Um, I have request. I have received requests to be excused from Vice Chair Peskin, Commissioner Chan, and Commissioner Stephanie. Um, and unless the body objects, I'm inclined. I'm inclined to grant um, those excusals. Um, Mr. Clerk, I think you have a public comment announcement.
1: I do. For members of the public interested in participating in this board meeting, we welcome your attendance here in person in the Legislative Chamber, Room 250 in City Hall, or you may watch cable channel 26 or 99, depending on your provider, or stream the meeting live at www.sfgovtv.org. For those wishing to make public comment remotely, the best way to do so is by dialing 415-655-0001 and when prompted, entering access code two four eight three seven zero zero six zero nine seven and then press pound and pound again you'll be able to listen to the meeting in real time when public comment is called for the item you wish to speak on press star three to be added to the queue to speak do not press star three again or you'll be removed from the queue when the system says your line is unmuted the live operator will advise that you will be allowed two minutes to speak when your two minutes are up we will move on to the next caller Calls will be taken in the order in which they are received. Best practices are to speak slowly, clearly, and turn down the volume of any televisions or radios around you. Public comment for items on this agenda will be taken first from members of the public in attendance in the legislative chamber, and then afterwards from the remote speaker's queue on the telephone line. Thank you. All
0: right. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Before calling our next item, as chair, I want to invoke Rule 3.26 from the Rules of Order to limit total public comment per item to 30 minutes for today's meeting, unless um, I specify otherwise. It's my intention that each speaker have two minutes to speak on a given item. Um, And with that, Mr. Clerk, would you please call our next item?
1: Item number two, final approval on first appearance. Approve the resolution making findings to allow teleconference meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E. This is an action item.
0: All right, I don't see uh, comments or questions. Um, Let's see if we have any public comment on this item. If there's any public comment, if there are any public commenters in the chamber, please step up. Looks like there aren't. Let's see if we have any remote public comment on item two.
2: Checking for remote public comment on item two. And there is no public comment.
0: Okay, so public comment on item two is closed. Is there a motion to approve item two? Moved by Melgar. Is there a second? Seconded by Marr. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll.
1: Commissioner Dorsey? Aye. Dorsey, aye. Chair Mandelman? Aye. Mandelman, aye. Commissioner Marr? Aye. Mar, aye. Commissioner Melgar? Aye. Melgar, aye. Commissioner Preston? Aye. Preston, aye. Commissioner Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. Commissioner Safai? Safai, absent. And Commissioner Walton? Walton I. there are seven ayes. The, t- the resolution is approved.
0: Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, let's please call item three.
1: Item three, approve the minutes of the November 15th, 2022 meeting. This is an action item.
0: All right, uh, again, I don't see any comments or questions from colleagues. Is there any public comment in the chamber? Don't see any. Let's see if there's any remote public comment.
2: Checking for remote public comment on item three and there is no public comment
0: all right so uh public comment on item three is closed is there a motion to approve item three moved by preston is there a second seconded by dorsey and i think we can take that uh same house same call without objection um mr clerk can you please pass can you please call can you please pass can you please call our next item
1: yes Chair. item four community advisory community report this is an information item
0: and I believe we have Chair Ortiz here.
3: Um, good morning, everyone. Uh, good morning, Commissioners and Supervisors. Uh, thank you, Chair Mandelman. Um, so for the Committee Advisory Committee for the County Transportation Authority, at the November 30th meeting, we had the election of uh, Chair. Uh, I was elected unanimously by my colleagues, and I want to thank them for their unanimous support uh, for me. Um, and um, we were also able to nominate... Um, Uh, member Kat Siegel for uh, the vice chair role, where the election will be happening in January of this year. Um, we had a couple items that came up before um, this CAC that included uh, you know uh, looking at some of the vacancies that were coming forward as well as um, you know down the pike And i know there's going to be a um, hopefully an appointment today for um, uh, an individual for the d4 seat um, but we were able to look at you know some of the vacancies that were coming through um, as well as um, you know have an update on the Cal- caltrain modernization project um, we approved a uh, motion of support for prop k fund for uh 18 paratransit vehicles as well as some signal upgrades and bicycle facility maintenance and then also we were able to um, have a really great update on an amendment to one of the one bay area uh, or the obag uh, grant three cycle uh, project nominations where they were able to shift some money around uh, after being approved for another grant accordingly. So, you know, want to thank uh, the CTA for their leadership and really being able to be creative on how to move the funds. Um, there was also a motion of support for the transportation, San Francisco Transportation 2050 plan, as well as patrol modernization update. Uh, as well as uh, an update on vision zero the high injury network as well as the safe streets evaluation plan and safe speed city as well all these items um, didn't really have any um, items of note Um, you know there were some good questions from our members but really um, everything was supported unanimously across the board
0: all right thank you chair Ortiz Um, I do not see comments or questions from colleagues so let's open this item to public comment if there's anyone in the chamber who would like to speak on item four, please step forward. I don't see anyone. Let's see if there's any remote public, remote public comment on item four.
2: Checking for remote public comment on item four and there is no public comment.
0: All right, uh, public comment on item four is closed. Um, thank you again, Chair Ortiz and congratulations and we look forward to um, future reports. Uh, with that, Mr. Clerk, can you please call item five?
1: Item five, appoint one member to the Community Advisory Committee. This is an action item.
0: All right, and I think we have Amelia Whaley. Wally. Whaley. Uh-oh. We have microphone issues.
4: Check. Oh. There we go. <laughs> Good morning, Commissioners. Uh, my name is Amelia Wally, Program Analyst at the Transportation Authority. Uh, The Transportation Authority has an 11-member community advisory committee with each member serving a two-year term. The board appoints individuals to fill any open seats. Neither staff nor the CAC make recommendations on appointments. Applicants must be San Francisco residents and must appear before the board at least once to describe their interest and qualifications. Uh, There's one open seat requiring board action today. Uh, It's District 4, resulting from the prior District 4 representative's decision to not seek reappointment. Uh, SFCTA also continues to work to identify candidates for the open district 1 and district 11 seats those interested in applying should see www.sfcta.org for information on how to apply Um, I'm happy to take questions and I believe the district 4 applicant Calvin Ho is here remotely to speak to his qualifications
0: thank you analyst Wally thanks Um, uh, uh, Commissioner Marr would you like to speak before after
5: um, I, I could speak before just okay. briefly. Go ahead. Um, yeah, thanks, Chair Mendelman. I so just want to start by saying, after a year, many years of dedicated and thoughtful service on behalf of District Four on the CAC, CAC our representative Nancy Buffum, you know, has moved out of the district and um, resigned her seat. So I'm re- incredibly grateful for her, to Nancy, for her service, um, and I'm also excited to be appointing Calvin Ho. To, to this role, someone who I've known since 2018 and who I know will represent uh, our district very well. Calvin's a passionate transit writer, um, a former organizer with CCDC, and a current field representative for for um, Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi. And And I know he will bring a valuable perspective and experience to this body. So I do urge your support for his nomination. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Maher. And uh, Calvin Ho, are you? here remotely?
6: Uh, yes, I am. Take it away. All right, good morning, everyone. Oh, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for the kind words, Commissioner Moore. Thank you for this appointment. Um, I have been living in District Four since 2017, where I first came here as an SFSU student. Um, I was able to experience the overcrowding on the 29, the 28, and the L as I was getting to and from school and to and from work. Um, and I've seen the shifts in transportation usage like throughout the pandemic and even in our current state uh, where we're seeing overcrowding returning to our transit lines, which is great for um, folks getting to and from uh, places, but not necessarily great for the folks who are uh, on the bus. <laughs> and so. I want to be able to bring my years of experience um, advocating for community, building community to this body. Um, Through my time with Supervisor Kim's office, I really learned how to advocate for community. Through my time with CCDC, I learned how to build community, and organize community. And through my current role with Speaker Pelosi's office, I have learned how to use the specific skills um, in this uh, work to secure funding and to secure opportunities and resources uh, for our community members. Um, I will do what I can to advocate um, on behalf of our particularly API community within the district um, to uh, support um, any uh, movements to uh, create microtransit options within the district um, to get uh, uh, our seniors and our youth uh, from point A to point B more safely um, and to prevent, uh, you know, the risk of traffic uh, incidents and to uh, just in general make our community more safer. Um, and with that, I yield my time. Thank you.
0: Thank you, uh, Calvin Ho. Um, we should open this item to public comment uh, if there's any member of the public in the chamber who would like to speak on item 5 please come forward and I don't see anyone so let's see if there's any remote remote public comment on item 5
2: checking for remote public comment on item 5 and there is no public comment
0: right uh, public com- comment on item five is closed uh commissioner mar would you like to move the appointment of calvin ho yes i would Thank right. you. um moved by mar is there a second seconded by walton um and i think actually we can do this same house same call without objection great uh congratulations and thank you uh uh, uh calvin ho um mr clerk please call item six
1: Item six, allocate $9,312,182 in Prop K funds with conditions and allocate $1 million in Prop AA funds for 10 requests. This is an information item, or excuse me, an action item.
0: Thank you, Mr. Clerk and Ms. uh, Deputy Director Laforte. You're back.
7: Good morning. Let me get my microphone in the right spot. Um, Thank you. I'm pleased to present the following 10 requests to the board this morning. And SFGTV, we are working to pull up the presentation, so I'll go ahead and get started. Um, There are two paratransit van procurements that are part of this request before the board today. No, other item. The first is for 27 paratransit vans, and this is for additional funds for a project that, S- that we have already funded about a year ago, provided $1.5 million in Prop K funds for this procurement. This is for 27 vans that are replacing vans that are in, in the fleet that have reached the end of their five-year useful life. Um, the let's see, SFGTV, if you could pull up the slide, thank you. Um, The additional funds are needed to supplement the existing Prop K allocation, and this is due to cost increases that SFMTA has seen recently due to material shortages and inflation. The procurement includes two different models of vans. 26 of them will be the cutaways that you see on your screen. Um, the, uh, there will be one additional vehicle that is smaller to allow for some um, flexibility for meeting ridership demands and service routes. This procurement will be done by June of 2024, which is before this next procurement. This next procurement we will follow the other Um, This is to procure um, 18 paratransit vans uh, uh, replacing vans that have reached the end of their useful life. Um, This particular procurement includes one electric vehicle um, and the other uh, 17 are gas powered. And sorry, on the prior procurement, all of the 27 vehicles are gas powered. So in this procurement, there will be one electric vehicle pilot that will test the um, facility of how it will run over 12 to 18 months to see if it has 18, if it will provide the 100-mile range will be sufficient for service demands and also um, loaded with, um, with passengers and driving in the hills of San Francisco electric vehicle. Uh, vans have been tested, but mostly on flat routes. The MTA will also need to develop its, um, will need to assess its maintenance facility needs as well as a whole host of other um, infrastructure support that would be required for transitioning the fleet to electric vehicles. This is a CARB requirement, a California Air Resources Board requirement, that all vehicles sold in California are non-gasoline by 2035. So um, we will see a series of procurements prior to that, however, um, for paratransit vehicles. So it's good that they're exploring the electric vehicle at this time. Traffic signal upgrades. This is for upgrading signals where they currently exist. Twelve of the signals are on the Vision Zero High Injury Network, and this Scope includes new pedestrian signals, uh, countdown and accessible or audible, new higher visibility traffic signal mast arms, as well as the signal faces and curb ramps and um, repairing old infrastructure. Bike facility maintenance will uh, fund the SFMTA's work to preserve the safety features that are in existing bike facilities across the city. Um, there's currently uh, no existing backlog of locations that MTA has in its queue, but they are planning to focus specific attention on Bayshore Boulevard as well as Cesar Chavez. Um, MTA does prioritize locations based on field reviews, public requests, particularly for protected bikeways and, and also for quick build project areas to ensure that the materials remain in good condition and separate, continue to separate vehicles from traffic lanes. The other feature of this request is that MTA and DPW are working together to do um, spot repaving where needed to preserve safety in the bike lane. This next request was presented to the board in November. We're bringing it back to the board for consideration. This is for bike safety, education, and outreach. This is cl- These are classes. So this would fund about 50 class sessions over 12 months, so from March 2023 through February of 2024 which is the end of the contract that um, MTA has for providing this um, service to the public. Classes include adult learn to ride, night and all-weather skills classes, and youth freedom from training wheels. Educational and promotional materials are distributed in English, Spanish, Chinese, and Filipino, and at least four classes will be conducted in um, multiple languages and at least um, in English and Chinese and Spanish, and two classes in Filipino. Also includes a program evaluation, and there are some statistics in your uh, packet of the classes for 2021, which is the last full year that MTA has data for. The next request is for the design phase uh, to signalize the intersection of Sloat and Skyline. This is um, these are new signals and the related infrastructure, including curb ramps and crosswalks, that would be designed with this funding. SFMTA has secured a $1.2 million earmark from the state. Um, thank you, in part, to Assemblymember Ting, um, to help to fund the construction phase of the project. The um, the time sensitivity um, is per, is. Um, is encouraging MTA to get this done before the closure of the south part of the Great Highway to help with traffic flow. The MTA is planning to add the signal to an existing signal contract in order to allow construction to be conducted this fall and the project open for use before the end of the calendar year. pleased to present the next two request Howard and Folsom streetscape projects to the board. Um, These projects will improve safety on these corridors and which are Vision Zero High Injury Network located. This is for the design phase of the streetscape improvements including sidewalk widening, raised crosswalks at intersections, curb ramps, two-way protected bikeway, traffic signals, lighting, We are also pleased that there will be excellent leveraging on the construction phase of the project. MTA has already secured a $23 million federal raise grant for the construction phase. So we're already seeing um, that happen with the full funding plan for construction. And then for... Folsom, so Howard, we're funding the design phase. Folsom Streetscape, we're funding the construction phase of the project. These include um, improvements including two travel lanes, two parking lanes, a muni transit only lane, boarding islands, uh, f- a two way 14 foot bike lane separated from travel lanes, and approximately 12 um, foot to 12 foot sidewalks. This project is also going to have excellent leveraging of federal and state funds. For construction the last prop K request is from MTA I'm sorry from Public Works rather for the Jane Warner Plaza this is a district 8 neighborhood program funding request Uh, MTA and Public Works will work together to come up with a detailed conceptual plan and recommended implementation approach for improvements at Jane Warner Plaza but also looking at the full intersection to make the best use of the of the um, and of the of the intersection, but also of the sa- improving the safety features and access to transit as well. This request is from uh, MTA for the. Uh, design phase of the 29th Sunset Project from the Prop A vehicle registration fee. Last request, um, funding for design is is here. We have already recommended funding for the construction phase from the One Bay Area grant. So the project is fully funded through construction. The project is split into two phases due to the length of the route. This phase is from. Um, sorry, from SF State to the Presidio, so the western north-south segment of the, of the um, route. This will improve passenger experience and safer access to bus stops with intersections, um, with, uh, safer access to bus stops with intersections, longer bus stop pads, and shorter walk- crosswalk distances. So it's uh, transit reliability and efficiency as well as pedestrian um, and roadway safety. And with that, I'm happy to answer any questions, and we have project
8: managers here as well.
0: Thank you, Deputy Director Lefort, Commissioner Melgar.
8: Uh, thank you, Chair Mandelman. I do have a couple of questions and uh, comments uh, about these requests. Uh, first, uh, thank you so much, uh, Ms. LaFort, for the thorough presentation. I'm uh, really, really happy to see some progress being made on the 29 sunset improvements. Um, as I have been speaking with my colleague, Commissioner Ronan, um, I am increasingly worried about east-west connectivity and the um, effects that, that has on our uh, San Francisco Unified School District and their desegregation orders under the Department of Education. That uh, the um, this is one of the very important routes between uh, Bayview and uh, Lowell, Lincoln, a lot of the schools on the west side, and they are always full of kids, you know, going to city college and the west side schools, and always overcrowded. We have heard from the Youth Commission that it's pass ups, you know, all kinds of mayhem. So I am really glad that we're gonna do something about it. And these improvements will save uh, almost 15 minutes. So I think it's really significant if we can get it done. Uh, For the um, paratransit vehicles, um, I think that having a pilot for an electric vehicle Um, should have happened 15 years ago, 10 years ago. I don't think that we should be approving it now. I mean, we're approving it, right? But what I would like us to do actually is to uh, request that along with um, approval of this funding, the uh, Muni... Um, the SFMTA actually does a plan, presents us with a plan for how they're gonna transition from gas vehicles to electric vehicles. We've already done this with buses, uh, so there's no reason we shouldn't do it with paratransit. And they have a much shorter life, or as uh, Ms. Laforte told us, You know, their lifespan is about five years. So five years is gonna go like this you know, for us. And if we don't start working on a plan now and demanding that this very important part of our climate action plan happen, um, you know, and I want it to have teeth. I don't want it to be like a resolution or, you know, I, I, I want to say, you know, like, we yes, we'll approve this. But, you know, in terms of reimbursement, you know, we will uh, want to see any progress uh, that you're making on the plan. Not that you have to have it finished, not that you have to have it done. But, you know, that there be some progress towards the plan because I think that, um, you know, we need that by now. And so the last thing that I uh, want to actually question um, is this intersection of Sloat and Skyline. Um, this is an intersection that used to be the border between D4 and D7. Uh, it is now fully in um, D4 after the redistricting. However, the closure of Great Highway between the zoo and the Daly City border will um put great stress on this intersection, uh, of people taking sunset instead of the great highway. Um, And I have long been concerned about this, um, and in fact uh, had several meetings with PUC staff trying to get them to pay for it as mitigation. Um, But in doing all that, I went so far as to meet with Caltrans, and they showed me two different designs for reconfiguring of this intersection, which is enormous. There is so much space there Um, and uh, neither one of these designs are what is being presented here. Here is just lights right and so i am wondering uh why we're doing this uh instead of you know biting the bullet and actually doing the right thing and reconfiguring this intersection uh i saw two different designs i don't know if supervisor mar has seen those um one was a t intersection and one was a circle that would slow things down for people going uh, to uh the ocean um and i uh i just wonder, you know, and and what I don't want to do is spend a bunch of money, have it all be brand new, and then have that be a use as an excuse not to reconfigure that intersection, because in fact, I think that we could do a lot with that land. There's the Christmas tree lot, you know, on one side that is a, uh parking for uh the zoo that gets used very seldom and then there on the other side there's all kinds of room for using the land better so um, that's my question is you know why are we doing this now um and i understand the thing about you know the the closure of the great highway and but i just don't want to half-ass it you know (laughs) because you know we're in a hurry rather than doing the right thing
7: through the chair thank yeah. you for your questions commissioner Malgar. um if i could make a recommendation for the paratransit requests first and then i'd like to ask the project manager bryant wu from sfmta to address your questions about sloat skyline so um we have some recommended language for to uh, um, amend both of the paratransit vehicle allocation requests um, to include language to that extent and i'm happy to read it so that we can address having a plan for a transition so that by september 30th 2023 the sfmta shall provide an update to the sfcta board and cac on the plan for transition of the sfmta paratransit vehicle fleet to all electric vehicles by 2035 through the cal for the california air resources board mandate The plan shall address at a minimum vehicle procurement, charging infrastructure, maintenance and storage of the fleet, funding, and associated risks affecting timely compliance with the mandate. The SFMTA shall provide written updates on the plan implementation and refinement every six months and present those to the board and CAC if requested. So, okay, thank you. So we will amend those into the, into the allocation request form. And then if I could invite uh, Bryant Wu to address your questions about Sloat Skyline.
9: Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, these are great questions, uh, Supervisor Melgar. And um, there were indeed two uh, intersection configurations that were Uh, Considered as a part of that uh, outreach process that started with the community back in 2017. Um, The two evaluations, I'm sorry, the evaluation identified those two uh, configurations specifically as a squared up T intersection, and the other was a traffic circle. Um, The reason why the traffic circle was deemed infeasible is for two reasons. Uh, One, um, it would have uh, required acquisition of land, as you mentioned, um, that belongs to the Zoological Society. it's currently being used as a Christmas tree lot and a complete reconfiguration of the roadway and a lot of coordination with Caltrans. And not only would it have required a reconfiguration, that design did not address access to all of the houses that are along the north side of a slope that have their uh, garages and their driveways. And so in order to provide access to those residences, you would have to have a parallel road that's adjacent to the circle that was designed. The original plan didn't uh, accommodate that. And whenever you have a parallel road next to a circle, then you can reasonably expect uh, non-residents and uh, other traffic to basically just cut through it, thus defeating the purpose of having the circle in the first place. Um, The other (laughs) design was a teed off, tightened up intersection. We did an analysis of the proposed lane configuration under that design, and we determined that um, the number of lanes and the layout of the intersection would not have handled the amount of traffic that would have been detoured um, from the closure of the Great Highway south of Slope. And so we knew that that tightened intersection would have required additional lanes that were not shown diagrammatically. And when you uh, have to do that, um, and certainly there's a benefit to uh, tightening the intersection to slow speeds, there is a lot of infrastructure that uh, we quite simply could not accomplish with the uh, proposed budget that we have on hand. Um, I know that uh, uh, constructing the intersection uh, by adding signals, Um, isn't necessarily the the best and most deluxe uh, configuration that the intersection could very well be but we did make an effort to accomplish uh, with our proposed design uh, the benefits of uh, reducing traffic streets through the intersection and specifically controlling currently uncontrolled pedestrian crossings to certainly make the area far more accessible than it is today with Uh, uncontrolled crossings and 45-mile-per-hour traffic just blazing through. Um, And I did want to remind everyone that uh, this is the last intersection uh, along the slope corridor that's within Caltrans right-of-way that has no signal today. Uh, Even Caltrans has done the Hawk signals further east along slope, and this is the last one. So uh, we think that this signal is definitely gonna make an improvement. It's not perfect as you've pointed out, but it is going to be a significant improvement over what's there today.
8: So I have no issue with um, having an improvement in the intersection. Obviously, I've been fighting for it for two years. I just, uh, you know, worry that it's a very small uh, token uh, then what is needed which is reconfiguration of that intersection as you well pointed out right now there are no crosswalks the bike lane uh, kind of disappears at the intersection and then it picks up on both sides um, it is a hot mess and i um you know think that you guys did do quite a bit if community outreach with the two other designs um, and i'm wondering why there was no like outreach or vetting of this design that was done uh, with a community or with a supervisor frankly because you know it's a little bit of a surprise that you are you know coming with this uh, design and you know I I will have faith and trust you that you did the analysis about it being um, effective in reducing speeds and high you know, heightening the safety of pedestrians and bicyclists. But, you know, I do wish that you had done a little bit more due diligence on this, because it is a big deal. And because I know both Supervisor Mar and I had been worried uh, about this intersection and advocating for something to happen. Okay, I'm going to give up the mic now and have Supervisor Mar weigh in. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, actually, I did want to speak to the the Sloat-Skyline intersection redesign. Thanks, Supervisor Malgar for um, your comments and, and your questions about the current proposed redesign. Um, and um, yeah, I appreciate the work that Bryant and MTA have done in looking at those other two um, um, options or concepts that were considered earlier. Um, and uh, you know, I would agree with Supervisor Malgar that the current design is not um, sort of what what many of us had had been um, hoping for, as far as uh, significant improvements and changes that are needed at that that one of the most um, frustrating and, and challenging intersections on the entire West Side, but. Um, uh, yet, nevertheless, I, I just didn't want to say that. You know, this appreciate all the work that's happened around this. It's been in the works since before I took office, and um, it's definitely certainly a project. You know, um, that I, I've been eager to see funded and delivered. And um, this is a really um, necessary part of the multi-component um, Ocean Beach climate change adaptation project, and it's a necessary improvement to ex- existing conditions and also an important supportive project for the Great Highway Pilot Project we'll be considering um, at our board meeting later today. Um, so I also wanted to acknowledge Assemblyman Ting um, who delivered critical state funding for the construction phase of this project. Um, so um, it's, I, I, I feel good that we're finally ready to move forward and, imp- and improve this Um, again one of the most frustrating intersections on the west side to make it safer for drivers, um, pedestrians and cyclists alike. Um, I did want to raise an additional sort of concern about the plan right now is um, I I do wish the project had um, or can include better bike infrastructure and especially because it's right at the intersection with two um, um, significant pedestrian and bike improvement projects, the the Lake Merced pedestrian and bike improvement project, and also there's a outer slope um, uh, quick build project as well. So this is right um, at the intersection of, of those two, but it really doesn't include any um, improvements to the bike infrastructure at this intersection. And it's very dangerous, not just for pedestrians, but perhaps even more dangerous for bicy- bicyclists across here. So um, um, I hope this can be included um, in, in the detailed design phase that this, um, funding allocation is, is funding. Um, but regardless, this is an important and necessary project. Um, I also did want to just um, um, highlight the 29 Sunset Improvement Project as well, like Supervisor Malgar. Um, this has long been a priority for my district. And I'm sure um, because the 29 Sunset cuts across so many districts in the city, it's a high priority for, for so many of us. and um, um, I want to highlight the advocacy, particularly the advocacy of students and young people at Lowell High School that um, really initiated a lot of the, the discussion and planning for this and made this pro- have made this project possible. And um, while this phase alone will not deliver all the service improvements um, we need, want, and deserve, um, it's a meaningful and much needed step forward. So thanks again, um, Ms. LaForte, for, for the presentation and bringing this forward and for all the work um, by MTA on this.
4: Thank you.
0: Thank you, uh, Commissioner Mark. Commissioner Dorsey.
4: Thank you, Chair Mandelman. Hey, I just had a question about, I, I think it was in the slide that referenced uh, bicycle facility maintenance. Um, I think you made, was I correct that that was where you made um, reference to spot repaving, spot paving? Correct, in
7: bike lanes.
4: Okay, it's, it's $200,000. And I don't know if that is. Uh, can can you tell me where is that? Is that in a specific location or?
7: Um, it, it, it's that is the total cost of all of the work that is planned. So it's the cost of procuring the um, the, the delineators. So it's it's materials and labor to be doing, um, not just that spot paving, but also the green thermoplastic paints okay. and all everything that they would
4: be using. Is that the, the citywide bicycle network? It
7: is citywide. Correct.
4: If there is a um, and and maybe this is something that we could have a discussion to have offline and and maybe that's also something because I know that the Folsom streetscape is there with for three point two million dollars but I was st- surprised that two hundred thousand dollars would take care of repaving or resurfacing bike lanes and the reason I, I, I bike a lot in my district I'll tell you there's probably a four block uh, on Folsom Street it's the the street the the bike lane condition is rough it's hard to keep a bicycle up there um and it occurs to me when i whenever i'm on that that um you know we talk a lot about keeping scooters off the sidewalks i think if we were doing a better job of surfacing um bike lanes it, it might incentivize people to have to not be on the sidewalk um it, is, there, is there a larger uh i don't know plan to or effort, endeavor to sort of take a look system-wide of our bike lanes for the spot paving and resurfacing, or is this, do we think that $200,000 will take care of it?
10: I, don't, A- and, and I doubt $200,000 will take care of it. it
7: However, okay. I, I, I'm happy to follow up and to see how that coordination will work okay. and how um, Public Works and MTA will prioritize locations and if they will be doing an assessment looking ahead okay. for, um, for citywide needs and how sure. that would inform the priorities.
4: Okay, thanks so much.
11: Sure. Uh, oh, uh,
0: Commissioner Melgar.
8: Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out what to do here, uh, Chair uh, Mandelman. So uh, you alluded to, uh, to uh, the um, MTA sort of having an accelerated timeline because of the um, state funding. What happens if we at de- delay this decision, uh, you know, a month or... Um, you know, just what I would like to see is for us to catch up with this, you know, newly presented design and the trade-offs that we are making. So uh, I would really like some uh, support from your staff to see, um, you know. Uh, what we're giving up, if we are giving up on the T intersection, uh, whether or not that really truly does, cannot handle the um, sort of increased volume because of the closure of the Lower Great Highway versus just the signal. I don't want to give up on the bicycle safety uh, design issues that uh, Supervisor Marr brought up, Commissioner Marr brought up. So I just, you know, I want to like just better understand the trade offs. I also am wondering, you know, Okay, so the first one is what happens if we delay decision a little bit in terms of the state money? Because I don't want to leave state money on the table, of course, or it jeopardize it in any way. But I also wonder how much, you know, $1.2 million can really buy us in terms of improvement. It doesn't seem like a lot for capital. Um, so can you can you? Sure. Add, yeah. um would they know I, better the MTA yeah, yeah.
7: I, I will have MTA come up and or um, Brian will explain that um, I don't know that it is limited by the deadlines on the state funds as much as the the potential closure um, which um, but I'll have of the south part of the great highway and wanting to have the signal infrastructure installed before then, and also that the because the Work will be incorporated into an existing signal contract. There are some savings that are recognized because of the efficiencies of that. But, but I'll let for- me.
8: we've we've been talking about the closure of the Great Highway south of Slope for years. Yeah, let me have Brian respond.
9: Yes, uh, uh, thank you. These are great questions. Um, first, what does it do uh, in regard to the uh, allocation of state funding? I don't believe that there is a direct urgency as it relates to uh, that funding, um, but I need to make sure and get back to you on that one. As far as uh, the other part of your question about what is the urgency, um, the, the, the absolute honest answer to that is uh, I wouldn't be able to deliver um, that signal Uh, by estimated uh, December 2023, uh, January 2024, before the PUC uh, closes the Great Highway south of Slope. Um, Right now we're on ongoing talks with Caltrans now um, to get uh, this uh, proposal uh, approved uh, through their design review because two of the legs of the intersection fall under Caltrans jurisdiction and Uh, If the design is still in flux, um, naturally that would delay Caltrans approval of that. And then that too would delay the design process and then our ability to amend our existing signal contracts to actually get it built. So it has a a rippling effect uh, downstream. And really it's just a matter of the time that I would be able to deliver that signal uh, before the road closes.
8: Thank you. I appreciate that answer. I just have to say it is a very frustrating answer for me and not, it's just not adequate <laughs> for the moment. You know, we have been talking about the closure of the Great Highway south of Sloat and the you know uh, climate mitigation project for years and so that we are now faced with this decision today because we can't get it together by december to put up a stop line i mean how are we going to you know mitigate climate change in the entirety of the city if we can't do these like very basic things so i i would respectfully request that we postpone this um one item uh just you know till our next meeting so that we can get a little bit of um you know, just technical support from the TA staff in terms of comparison to the already uh, vetted and approved T intersection design. I got that design from Caltrans, not from the MTA. So, you know, I know that there's been a lot of work done on this, you know, I don't I don't wanna just give up on like a, a better improvement and settle for a light because we didn't have time, you know, to do it. Uh, as attached to a project that we've been talking about for years but I will you know defer to my other colleagues on that I just think that this is not the way that I would like us to be making decisions
0: and so uh for my clarity for clarity colleagues that would be peeling would you're saying continue the whole item you're saying peel out the slope and skyline
8: yes just that one item for 190,000 right that's is that what that is yeah the Sloan and Skyland intersection improvement. Yeah, yeah. That's it.
0: Um, all right. Do, do we? Well, why don't we? Why don't we open? Uh, well, we can hear from Commissioner Mar. Staff can think about whether they want to like try and dissuade us from this path, and um, and we can open the up to the comment. Commissioner Marr.
5: Thank you, and um, really appreciate your. Um, the questions and discussion, um, Commissioner Malkar about this, the South Skyline Intersection redesign. Um, I, you know, in my meetings with um, MTA and, and the TA staff about this, um, I guess I, I feel comfortable kind of move, moving forward with the, um, you know, with this uh, um, allocation and, and the design work, um, you know, um, with the input that we provided, um, but I also appreciate you wanting um, to, know to have a fuller um explanation about the um the the more significant concepts that were proposed by caltrans um and um so you know i would be supportive of, of continuing this this one particular allocation for a week just to um to look into that more and i'd be happy to to pursue that with you you know commissioner Malgar. uh thank you commissioner
0: marr um let's open this item to public comment if there are any members of the public who'd like to come up and speak, uh, please do. If not, let's see if there's any remote public comment on item six.
2: Checking for remote public comment on item six. Hi, caller, your two minutes begins now.
12: Francisco De Costa, Here. What I find really difficult to understand from the presentation is when it comes to those who really need transportation and in this case i'm talking the seniors you need to get the input from the people who are serviced this has not been done by the san francisco county transportation authority i've been following you from 2002. I, I watch y'all, but I don't say too much because I, I know that most of y'all can do a needs assessment because y'all are not educated on issues. I don't know who hires y'all, come here and y'all think that y'all can pull wool over our eyes. There are many seniors who have a lot of experience, but don't reach out to them. If I meet y'all sitting down there just for half an hour, maybe I can give y'all a good orientation how to do a needs assessment. And then as one of the supervisors stated, you're in the year 2022 and y'all are taking 500 years to get our electric cars or vans. You have to do a needs assessment with a vision. You cannot have vision if you are not educated on issues. So don't have, we have the empirical data, but I don't know how to read it. I'll stop there. Thank you very
2: much. Thank you, caller. Hi, caller. Your two minutes begins now.
13: Yes. Uh, hi. This is Barry, Toronto. Um, thanks for letting me address this funding. First. Uh, regarding the paratransit vehicle pur- purchases. Uh, why aren't the uh, ramp taxis included in that? A lot of them have, have almost reached their uh, their life and, and they have to purchase new vehicles. Now that the vehicles are more expensive, how about looking into help provide more subsidies for someone buying a new or newer uh, ramp taxi vehicle for the seniors and disabled? Remember, they are... Our service on demand, the taxicabs, versus the um, the these the other the other vans, um, the accessible vans, they are not on demand. They're by appointment. So uh, so you're spending all that money, 27 and 27 new vehicles, when you have all those ramp taxis performing similar service, but on demand, and they go through a lot of rough roadways. The big bulky vehicles take a lot of gas. And they also um, they also uh, uh, get a lot of beating with these rough roads pay with the lack of, of, of uh, taking care of the roadways so it'd be great if you um, if you provided some funding and why you didn't get the request for funding to help subsidize them so we can you can keep the uh, really conscientious and diligent drivers uh, incentivized and, and instead of losing them or, or not getting any more uh, plus providing a certificate program because right now there is no certificated instructor to teach new ramp taxi drivers so uh another thing is that regarding Folsom and howard it would be great if uh if there was some way signage to help the vehicles deal with the confusing aspects of these uh, of these bikeways it can be confusing at times Especially someone who doesn't drive the streets very often, because they are uh, access ways from the freeway. Thank you, Caller. Your two minutes is up. I appreciate you.
2: Thank you, Caller. There is no more public comment.
0: All right, public comment on item six is closed. I will note um, that Commissioner Safai has had to leave. Um, I'm going to excuse him from the remainder of the meeting. I don't know if Commissioner Walton is returning but if not that puts us puts us in a precarious situation which some of us you may have figured out in terms of our inability to leave the, the, uh, any one of us to leave the chamber without losing quorum so I um, we if anybody needs to take breaks we can do that if we need to put things off until the next uh, meeting we can we can do that I think we should certainly try to get through um, this item if folks will allow and then try to get through as many more as we can if if that's all right so um, Commissioner Melgar has a couple of amendments that she has proposed one of them was read into the record um, the second is to, uh, I think, to peel off Sloat and Skyline intersection improvements and continue that by uh, till the next meeting a week from now to give Commissioner Melgar um, and Commissioner Mar the opportunity to talk more with staff about how, how to incorporate this into broader planning around, um, around uh, Great Highway and Sloat um, and Skyline. Um, so if, if folks are, uh, amenable to that, I think we can't, someone can just make a motion to approve item six with those two changes. If commissioner Melgar would like to make that motion, that would be great. Um, and is then, is there a second? Second from, uh, commissioner Mar. And I guess I promised to give staff the opportunity to address if there are any concerns that they want to raise. So, okay. Um, so Mr. Clerk. Could you please call the roll on that motion?
1: Yes, Chair, uh, I would also like to announce that we received several public <coughs> comments on item six and they've been posted to our <coughs> website. Um, and now on the motion, Commissioner Dorsey? Aye. Dorsey, aye. Chair Mandelman? Aye. Mandelman, aye. Commissioner Mar, Aye. Mar, aye. Commissioner Melgar? Aye. Melgar, aye. Commissioner Preston? Aye. Preston, aye. Commissioner Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. And Commissioner Walton is still absent. We have six eyes The motion as amended is approved.
0: Right. Uh, th- thank you, uh, Mr. Clerk. Please call item seven.
1: Uh item seven, amend San Francisco's one Bay Area Grant Cycle Three or OBAG 3 project nominations to shift four million eight hundred and ninety-nine thousand dollars from San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agencies, Bayview Community Multimodal. Corridor project to San Francisco County Transportation Authority's West Side Bridges Seismic Retrofit Project or West Side Bridges Approve a fund exchange with conditions of $14,899,000 in OBEG-3 funds from SFCTA's West Side Bridges With an equivalent amount of Prop K funds allocated to SFMTA's light rail vehicle procurement project and Appropriate with conditions $14,899,000 in Prop K funds for the West Side Bridges. This is an action item.
0: Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Deputy Director Lafort, um, feel free to be concise. Sure, <laughs> quite
1: quite a
7: meeting, but quite an item title. Um, let's see here, so this is the suite of improvements that are proposed for the Yerba Buena Island, and I'll just um, quickly give a quick background on the project before I walk through the three sets of funding actions that are before the board today. We are leading the West Side Bridges project on behalf of the Treasure Island Development Authority. The project will replace seven seismically deficient bridges, retrofit one bridge, um, including a realigned roadway and retaining walls, Class two bike facility, and a transit-only access on-ramp. It's one of a series of infrastructure projects on Yerba Buena Island to be constructed to support the development on Treasure Island, which includes 8,000 units of housing at full build with 26% affordable. The initial units are for sale now, and there are three more builds that are breaking ground um, in the coming year. These are some um, photos of the existing structures as you're approaching Treasure Island from the Bay Bridge um, going eastbound. The Westside bridges project has been shovel ready for some time, but for the need to close a funding gap to the tune of $23 million on the $113 million construction phase project. We are excited to report that with the actions proposed, we have a full funding plan and with the transportation authority and MTC BATA and Caltrans and TIDA all contributing. Oh, thanks. Thank you. All contributing um, to the funding plan. We have a construction manager general contractor that has been on board throughout the design phase and we're ready to finalize the construction contract once the remaining funding actions have occurred. And I'll describe the the fund exchange in just a few slides. This is the funding plan for the project. As you'll recall, in September, the board recommended $10 million in One Bay Area Grant three funds, and that really provided the momentum for the rest of the funding pieces to fall into place. MTC um, put $5 million in BATA, Local Partnership Program funds in motion, and Caltrans agreed to put an additional $4.3 million in Highway Bridge Program funds on the project as well. Excuse me. This is the OBAG nomination list that the board approved in September. You can see the $10 million in, um, in funds for Westside Bridges. And at the time, we flagged the need for a fund exchange for Westside Bridges to ensure the project could award the construction contract by March of 2023. I'll get to that in just a minute. We also flagged for the board that the Bayview Community Multimodal Project had a pending $12 million grant application with the state. And if MTA was successful in getting the grant, then the board could redirect up to five million dollars in OBAG funds to another OBAG project and I'm very pleased to report that the um, Bayview project was fully funded by the state and therefore the OBAG funds are no longer required to deliver that scope of work and can be put on another OBAG project to which we are recommending the funds go to Westside Bridges to close the funding gap Um, As far as the other candidates, there just aren't any other good ones to receive the OBAD funds on the list. The Embarcadero Resilience Master Plan, $5 million, would not fully fund the project, and we understand that it is um, not feasible. The funding for the um, Yerba Buena Island multi-use path, the increment of what we recommended uh, versus the requested amount we recommended to fully fund design. The $2 million would be the first funds on the $70 million construction phase um, so that there, you know, this, there's no funding yet secured for construction on that project. And we just submitted an application to the state for competitive funds for the remaining BART fair gates that were not included in the OBAG recommendations so to summarize the title of the agenda, um, of the item rather, our first recommendation is to amend the OBAG three project nominations to shift exactly $4.899 million from the Bayview Multimodal Corridor Project to Westside Bridges. And so it increases the OBAG recommended amount to, to uh, just about $14.9 million. We recommend to approve a fund exchange of those OBAG funds from West Side Bridges for an equivalent amount of Prop K funds allocated to the SFMTA's light rail vehicle project. The exchange just deals with a timing issue and allows us to award the Westside Bridges contract in March, which is faster than the OBAG funds can be available. There is no impact to the LRV project and MTA and MTC are on board with the fund exchange, and we would really like to thank MTA um, for their uh, collaboration and their partnership on this request. And the last action would be to appropriate the exchanged funds um, from the sales tax, and these actions have some important conditions. We are recommending that this all be conditioned on MTC approval of the OBAG 3 project list, which is um, under their purview and that they are expected to act in in the end of January. We need a five-year prioritization program amendment to reflect the exchange in the Prop K program. And um, the last is to um, condition the funds on the TIDA board approving a memorandum of agreement on um for the funds that they'll be providing to the project this is the series of dates that are coming up over the next couple of weeks in order to round out the funding plan and have everything fall into place so that we can award the contract in march and issue P- ntp or notice to proceed to start construction in april of 2023 I am happy to answer any questions on the funding side, and we have Carl Holmes, the Deputy Director for Capital Projects at the Transportation Authority who can answer project-related questions. Thanks.
0: All right, thank you very much for the presentation. I do not see comments or questions from colleagues, and so with that, let's open this item to public comment. If there's anyone in the chamber who wants to speak on item uh, seven, please come forward. And I don't see anyone, so um, let's see if we have any remote public comment on item 7.
2: Checking for remote public comment, item 7. Hi, caller, your two minutes begins now.
12: So the Bayview Community Multimodal Corridor Project, which is in uh, District 10, and uh, an amount of four million eight hundred and ninety nine thousand has been satisfied aside by the san francisco municipal transportation authority it is now going to be transferred to another project who the hell conducts this type of transactions without any outreach to the community this is a problem with MTA and San Francisco County Transportation Authority. You will hire people who do not understand fundamentally about accountability and transparency. And then you'll come before the Board of Supervisors in this committee, and I've, I've been telling you all, that, and I'm going to say it again, I've been following you all from the days of, Jose Mosiovich, Maria Lombardo knows about him. Billy Chan knows about him. And of course I know about him. From those days to now, no improvement whatsoever. Do not conduct such type of transactions and think that you can bluff the people. You have to do outreach. You have to get input. I don't know anything about that uh, the the multimodal bridge and all that area around Cargo Way, but I have no clue how much improvement that area needs and has not been done. And then when money is set aside, you conveniently take that money from one area to another area.
1: Thank you, colleague. Your time This out. is
12: racism of the highest degree.
2: Thank you, caller. There is no more public comment.
0: All right, uh, public comment on item seven is closed. Uh, is there a motion to approve item seven? Moved by Dorsey, seconded by Melgar. Uh, Mr. Clerk, could you please call the
1: roll? Commissioner Dorsey. Aye. Dorsey, aye. Chairman Mendelman, aye. Mendelman, aye. Commissioner Mar, aye. Mar, aye. Commissioner Melgar. Mugar aye. Commissioner Preston? Preston, aye. Commissioner Ronan? Ronan, aye. Commissioner Walton? Walton, absent. There are six ayes. The motion is approved.
0: All right. Uh, thank you, Mr. Clerk. Please call item eight.
1: Item eight, adopt the San Francisco Transportation Plan 2050. This is an action item.
0: All right. And we have uh, Alisa Paz from um, the, our principal Trans- transportation plan.
14: Thank you, Chair. Can you all hear me? Um, My name is Elisa Paz, principal transportation planner at the TA. I'll be giving an update on the San Francisco County Transportation Plan called SFTP for short. Oh, I need to pull up my slides. Okay, so the SFTP is our um, long range transportation plan. It establishes our investment priorities for a 30 year time period. So through 2050 and it positions San Francisco for um, federal, state and regional funds. The plan covers all modes and operators that serve San Francisco, and it's updated every four years along with the regional long range transportation plan called plan bay area. Um, The two plans are consistent with one another, and Plan Bay Area was adopted in October of 2021. The SFTP includes two investment scenarios shown in the charts on the right. The investment scenario is about $80 billion, and it includes expected transportation revenues. The vision scenario is about $95 billion, and it includes potential new revenues of about $15 billion. Um, Within these revenue estimates, there's two types of money that we're looking at. Committed funds, which are shown in blue, have little flexibility in how they can be spent, and they also make up the majority of our estimates. The discretionary revenues, shown in green, have more flexibility in how they can be spent, um, and this also includes the recently passed Proposition L. Um, The SFTP is essentially um, looking at how to prioritize federal, regional, state, and local revenues to advance our goals through projects and programs based on what we heard through outreach, our known city and regional priorities, and our previous work in Connect SF. The following slides are an overview of the investment categories for the SFTP. These are consistent with the 2022 transportation sales tax expenditure plan known as Proposition L, with one additional category for transit operations. Um, The first here is major transit projects. These are system-wide improvements to ease crowding, improve reliability, and increase capacity on transit. This includes things like red lanes for for muni, improvements to train control systems, and new vehicles. The transit maintenance and enhancement category is to maintain our transit infrastructure and prevent breakdowns and delays. It also helps um, transit safety and reliability and provides direct benefits to riders. This includes some examples of um, new muni vehicles and facilities, maintenance and rehabilitation for all operators and improvements to stations and bus stops like elevators to improve accessibility. Paratransit um, category is continued funding for paratransit um, to provide transit for seniors and people with disabilities that have difficulty accessing public transit. Um, Streets and freeway categories um, is to maintain streets, improve safety and planning, um, also community engagement and project development for multimodal improvements. This includes street resurfacing, pedestrian and bike improvements, traffic calming, safe routes to school, and redesigning major interchanges. The neighborhood transport, the transportation system development and management category is our community-based planning efforts. This is expanded to include equity-focused planning and transportation improvements that support changes in land use. It also includes programs to address climate change, reduce congestion, and improve air quality um, to support mode shift. Um, This includes um, funding for both planning and implementation of neighborhood and citywide planning. Projects in this category typically address street safety, improve access to transit, and encourage mode shift. Um, The last category is transit operations. Um, This is our funding for Muni and also San Francisco's share of regional transit. So this slide is our investment plan. It's $80 billion, again, in expected transportation revenue. The investments are shown in blue. The unmet need is shown in red, and they're um, divided up by the categories. The discretionary revenues have been spread across all of the categories um, to capture the priorities that we've heard through the outreach process. Um, In the investment plan, we begin to address many of our needs, but there's still gaps. The most notable gap is in transit operations. which um, which means we can't increase our funding for um, muni transit operations beyond what we have today in 2022 or now this year. Um, There's also additional needs for transit safety, uh, uh, street safety and transit and street maintenance. I'm just gonna highlight a few of the achievements of the investment plan, um, what we could expect to see. So we could maintain our citywide um, average condition of our streets, sidewalks, and pavement markings, also make upgrades to our signs and signals. We can maintain the Safe Routes to School program, invest in traffic calming, and also close gaps and expand the active transportation network. Um, safety improvements at freeway ramp locations, continued um, our neighborhood planning program, again with that focus on equity, um, and, pro- and um, pro- projects and programs to help manage congestion. Some additional benefits um, or outcomes focused on transit, we can meet the need for Muni embark core capacity to run longer and more frequent trains. Um, We can uh, meet the need also for Muni forward investments to improve transit reliability and keep buses out of traffic can include free Muni for youth, a new Caltrain station in the Bayview, the downtown extension, which would allow Caltrain and future high-speed rail to connect to Salesforce Transit Center, and the Treasure Island Transportation Program, which will increase transportation options and improve transportation affordability. Moving on to the vision plan, this is 95 billion dollars. So it includes that 15 billion um, in potential new revenues, and you can see how that's allocated in the green portions of the bars. Um, the vision plan includes about 2 billion dollars of the potential new revenue that has kept that is kept as flexible. Um, this means that it's not allocated to a specific category. Um, Rather, this revenue could be put towards muni operations, maintenance, or transit capital projects. Um, Prioritizing this revenue would be done through community outreach, technical outreach, um, and additional planning. What we could get with the vision plan um, we can expand the safe routes to school program the vision plan helps meet and exceed the 2019 investment levels for muni operations and with that two billion dollars that remains flexible it could help further fund um, muni operations and help increase service Um, more there would be more revenue to improve the condition of assets for bart and muni and again that $2 billion that remain flexible could also go towards our next generation of transportation projects. Um, Things like a Geary 19th rail, a central subway extension, or advancing the Pennsylvania Avenue extension. So here you can see the benefits that we measured and how all of them align to the different goal areas of the SFTP. Um, I'm gonna highlight a few of these. For mode share, there would be an over 4% reduction in vehicle miles traveled per San Francisco resident. Job access by transit would improve citywide um, by about 8%. There would also be an improvement for job access, both for local driving and regional transit trips. Commute times would fall citywide for people taking transit and driving. Um, And transit speeds would increase by about 15%. This would reduce commute times by about 3% or seven hours per year. In addition to the investments that I just went over, the SFTP also includes um, policy initiatives. Uh, Some are carryovers from the last SFTP and some are new. To highlight a few of these, um, traveler safety and security um, addresses supporting investments like lighting, security, elevator attendance um, to increase visibility across the system. This also includes um, investing in our um, safe streets and pursuing legislation for speed management tools. Transit sustainability for all, all operators is our need to explore more sustainable um, revenue sources for both transit capital and operations. Um, if new stable sources of revenue for transit operations can be secured, there may be opportunities um, and potential to reduce the dependency on fair revenues. Um, And then the last here is new mobility and autonomous vehicle. There's a lot of new mobility coming to San Francisco and autonomous vehicles being tested and we want to make sure that um, all of these options support our transportation goals. And that concludes my slides. I'm done presenting. And again, this is an action item.
0: Thank you for the presentation, uh, Commissioner Melgar.
8: Uh, Thank you, Chair Mandelman. Uh, I want to say thank you, Ms. Paz, for the great presentation and for the further information you sent me. Um, I want to appreciate how much uh, energy and time it took for staff to put this together and uh, pull through other agencies' plans and assumptions. Um, I do want to just sort of editorialize and say that it actually is going to take a lot more uh, resources than the um, orange you know, uh, portion to s- see uh, what we want <laughs> come through because a lot of these assumptions are based on the existing strategies that some of these agencies have, like the MTA. Uh, we often have this conversation here about how we haven't moved the needle on um, Vision Zero, for example, uh, how a lot of the... Um, you know, uh, improvements that are being done are because they're opportunity-driven rather than, you know, part of a more comprehensive plan and accelerated timeline that we all want to see. And so uh, those are the uh, money assumptions that are built into this plan, and I just want to point that out because I think many of us wanted to go Faster and deeper um, and uh, I think we're gonna have to work for it and reach out to some of our partners with better plans to make it happen uh, but thank you uh, Ms. Paz and I'm totally supportive thank you
0: thank you Commissioner Melgar um, let's open this item to public comment are there any members of the public who would like to speak on item 8 in the chamber I don't see anyone let's see if we have anyone
2: remote Checking for remote public comment on item
12: eight.
2: For two minutes, we can...
12: So, I want to just uh, focus on safety. I haven't heard anything about safety when it comes to the many assaults on transportation. And not a word about safety. So, you can just make some general statements and then assume some gremlins will come and provide some safety. It's that type of nonsense that we don't like to hear? When you talk about safety, first and foremost, you have to care about our elders, our seniors, our children, that have to endure uh, assaults on the muni. You have no clue. So do a needs assessment on that and give us a detailed account in future and stop making general statements on any agenda item. This is not an action item. This is a bullshit item.
2: Thank you, caller there is no more public comment
0: all right public comment on item eight is closed uh thank you to um uh elisa Paz, Um and uh is there a motion to approve item eight moved by melgar is there a second seconded by mar um, and i think we can approve that item same house same call without objection um and mr clerk can you please call item nine <coughs>
1: Item 9, internal accounting report, investment report, and debt expenditure report for the three months ending September 30th, 2022. This is an information item. Um, thank you. And before we take up this item, Commissioner Melgar.
8: So sorry. Gotta go. Can we take a very small break? All right,
0: let's take a five minute break and reconvene at um, 11 25. Okay, uh, let's, let's reconvene um, and uh, go back. I believe item nine has been called. And so uh, Deputy Director Cynthia Fong. Uh-oh, you need some.
10: Good morning, Commissioners, Cynthia Fong, Deputy Director for Finance and Administration. This is a quick update on the first quarter for fiscal year 22-23. In terms of assets, we have a total of 165.8 million. Um, We have liabilities of 294.8 million. This includes our outstanding sales tax revenue bond at an amount of 224 million. In terms of revenues, uh, we have collected 34 million, and this is on target. We're about approximately 3% off our target right now. Um, Expenditures. We are at 21.9 million. We are approximately we have approximately spent 60% of the anticipated budget for just the first quarter. This is very typical for every first quarter of the fiscal year. Um, different sponsors are still closing their books and we expect many, many, many reimbursements coming in the next three quarters. Uh, in terms of cash, we have 106 million, and 46.6 is sitting in with the city treasurer pool. This is in compliance with the California Government Code, the TA investment um, policy, and in terms of our revolving credit agreement, we have no outstanding loans at this point of time. This is my update, and as a reminder, this is an information item. Thank you. All
7: right.
0: Thank you, uh, Deputy Director Fong. I don't see any comments or questions from colleagues. Uh, So let's see if the public has uh, any comment. Um, If there's anyone in the chamber who'd like to make public comment on item 9, please step forward. I don't see anyone. Let's see if we have any remote public comment.
2: Checking for remote public comment on item 9. And there is no public comment.
0: All right, so public comment on item nine is closed and we will move on to item 10. Mr. Clerk, please call item 10.
1: Item 10, introduction of new items. This is an information item.
0: Colleagues, do we have any new items to introduce? I do not see any. Um, Mr. Clerk, please call item 11.
1: Item 11, public comment.
0: Let's see if there's any general public comment in the chamber. Nope. Uh, Let's see if we have have any remote public comment on item 11.
2: Checking for remote public comment on item 11. Hi, Kohler. Your two minutes begins now.
11: Um, good morning, um, Directors. Roland Rebrand san Jose, with your permission, I'd like to comment on a, a couple of items that just went by um, on this uh, agenda. The first one is the report uh, from the CAC um, that they had a, a presentation on the uh, Caltrain Modernization Program. Um, this is not accurate. Um, the item was actually on consent. Uh, it was not heard, and there was no public comment. The reason I'm bringing this to your attention is because there was an excellent six-page report from Mr. Carl Holmes that is highlighting potentially serious issues with that project moving forward. And my recommendation uh, to the board is to direct staff to actually provide the CAC with a presentation. I know they didn't have time for it because they had such a packed, packed agenda. But that needs to uh, happen you know, sooner than uh, rather than later in the next year. The other thing I had an issue with um, was with the public comment about what happened um, to the um, you know, Eastern um, uh, Corridor Funding Reassignment. And for the record, it was very clear in the presentation. For the record, the reason the funding were moved to uh, here by Buena is because uh, you got a $12.5 million grant. I really don't understand what, what the issue was with the public comment. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Colin. There is no more public comment.
0: All right. Public comment on item 11 is closed. Mr. Clerk, could you please call item 12?
1: Item 12, adjournment.
0: All right. With thanks to everyone who stuck with it, we are adjourned.